your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Rario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Coming up in about 15 minutes or so, questions and answers. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line to get involved. But right now, we are very happy to go out to the Browning Group and Celebrity Line to be joined by a 16-year Major League closer. He made seven All-Stars. He is in the Houston Astros Hall of Fame. And one day, I believe he will be in the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. He's Billy Wagner joining us via the Browning Group and Celebrity Line. Billy, thanks so much for the time today, man. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're thrilled to have you. So I I wanted to start things out by, I mean, you had an unbelievable career and so much of it, you went head to head against the Cardinals, whether it was the 06 uh, series with the Mets or the start of your career in Houston, when that was a big part of the Cardinals versus the Houston Astros rivalry. What was it like for you? What was your perspective of so many series coming into St. Louis playing against the Cardinals? Well, you weren't only playing the baseball team, you were playing the city. So, I mean, what, what educated, you know, what educated fans were there? That was, that was standoff. I mean, um, you know, you knew you had a battle every time you played a, uh, a Cardinal team, Uh, whether they were in there, the the best at at that point, or if they were struggling, I mean, in 06, they were wild card, just battling to get there. And all of a sudden they're in the world series and they win it. I mean, uh, you know, they they always played the game the right way. I mean, LaRusso always had these guys, uh, you know, their pitching staff was always, you know, you know, they they just uh they knew how to go go compete. I, I just I enjoyed it. you had to raise your game. I mean, from Big Mac to Pull Holes to uh Spezio to, to Edmonds to I mean, it didn't to Tatis to it didn't matter. I mean you had to you had to raise your game and you had to come out and uh you, you had to play your A game against them, uh, and I enjoyed it. I really did. I thought it was probably the, one of the best uh, rivalries uh, that I played in. Billy, you faced the Cardinals in the National League a lot, especially in the prime of that MV3 when it was Edmonds, Pujols, and Scott Rowland. As a closer, when you're seeing that part of the lineup, is there any prep that can go into what you're trying to accomplish against these guys? Uh, we've talked to former managers and former general managers who said, like, you can prep all you want against Albert Pujols or Rowland or Edmonds, but they're still going to find a way to beat you. You're right. I mean, I think the biggest thing is uh, it goes down to strike one. It is executing a pitch, um, you know, and a lot of times it's them getting their self out. 
you know, um, the success that I had against each and every one always came with them getting themselves out, you know, making a pitch, uh, you know, them found off a, a mistake instead of hitting it. I mean, it was always them getting themselves out. And so, um, you know, you, you had to, you had to raise your game. You really did. You, you couldn't go out there and face those guys in their prime and say, all right, I'm just going to blow it by you. It just didn't happen that way. And, uh, you know, it was always, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It was, it was a great opportunity for me to, to, to be challenged because they are, you know, in the central, they were the best. And I mean, facing them, you know, you know, about every other weekend, it seemed like, uh, you know, going to uh, St. Louis or, I mean, you just had, you, you had to raise your game and it was fun. The environment was always exciting uh, as electric, but you know, it came down to, you know, executing a pitch and, and getting ahead. And, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, it's funny, you know, I say getting ahead, but like with Albert, with facing Albert, who was probably one of the greatest players I've ever played against and probably one of the greatest people I've ever been around. Um, being behind in the count a lot of times helped help me against him because if if you just laid in fastballs and you just pump fastballs, he'd get you. So I'd be behind the count, and a lot of times I'd be able to, to get that off the end of the bat because he, 3-1, he was ready to roll. And so a lot of times I got away with a few things because he was so aggressive and just, you know, uh, able to make that pitch but uh it, you know i just i really enjoyed the opportunities against st louis billy do you have any good stories of i mean every pitcher has these right where a guy just gets you and whether it was uh big mac in the the late 90s oh. when he was here or albert here in the early 2000s do you have any good stories of them just finding a way to get you in an at bat that you'll never forget uh, well, I think the one that sticks out, of course, is McGuire. But uh, I, I was pretty successful against Albert. But Big Mac, he was um, a different beast. Uh, I remember, you know, I think I only faced him like three times. And we're in St. Louis. And uh, my high school football coach had family there. And he'd come to watch. So I got him tickets. And, you know, when Mac was playing, I mean, that stadium – a stadium would rock. I mean, it felt like you were bouncing when you're on the mound. Uh, it was so uh, jazzed up. So I remember going out there and 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 facing. Uh, I think I got two outs and I had to and I had a one run lead and I had to face uh, Clayton. And for some reason, uh, Brad Osmus and I agreed to throw a changeup. And I threw a changeup and he blooped it into center. And guess what? Here come Big Mac. And uh, I was I was throwing well. I think it was a one-two count. I threw a 98-minor fastball down the way. He pulled it almost out of the stadium of Bush. I mean, almost out of it. And you know, I, you know, it's one of those things. You're like, wow. <laughs> you know, you're you're kind of bummed because you give up the home run, but it was prolific. So you're kind of like in between. And you know, I'm walking off the field. You know, and everybody's going loud. You know, and I get into the I get into the locker room, and you know I'm kind of walking, I'm kind of somber. I don't know kind of how to feel about that. That just, you know, that was shocking. All all of a sudden, so you walk in, and Baggy's Bagwell standing there, and go, man, that was so awesome. And he ran around first. I won the forearm bashing. It was so awesome. I'm like, huh, all right, right. <laughs> and my first thought was, well, next time. So, but it was, you know, but it was prolific. But then, you know, and so to add add to that situation, I, I have to go meet my my football coach and I'm going to like a cookout with him and his family in St. Louis somewhere. And so he, I meet my coach and we're going down the elevator and this lady and just all jazzed up about the Cardinals. And she goes, Oh my gosh, did you see the home run? And 
you know, I'm sitting there going, yeah, yeah. And then she's going, she goes, well, I feel so bad for that little guy who gave up that home run. And, you know, I'm sitting here going, me too. <laughs> but, you know, but I mean, part of the game, I mean, I, I would, you know, I would face Mac as many times as possible because, you know, those are the, those are the great battles that you want to come see that you're not coming to see a walk. You're not coming to see Mac hit a single. Uh, and so power on power. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you know, it just, it doesn't pan out for, for you, but you know what? I, I thought that was a great, I loved it. I love facing Albert. I love those, those challenges because you know what, you know, win or lose, you're facing the best and you, you can't really complain. We're talking with seven-time All-Star Billy Wagner here on BK and Ferrario. Billy, I'm I'm curious because in St. Louis right now we have a young closer, Alex Reyes, who's perfect when it comes to closing situations. What kind of mindset do you have to have when you are thrusted into the position in major leagues of being a closer? Does it take a lot to kind of change that mindset? Uh, well. It depends on. I mean, I was always an all-or-nothing type guy, even when I was a starter in the minor leagues. I mean, each inning became that that only inning I was pitching. So I used that to, to kind of groom myself. I closed a little bit in college, uh, but I think you have to have the mentality of you know having that you know that forgetful mind at times. Even when you're being successful, you have to be able to sit there and, and forget about the success and move to the next day. And and sometimes that's hard to do because. You know, you can you can you can drink too much of the Kool Aid, or you can start believing the hype, or you can start you know just as just as bad as when you know so you you blow a couple, and then all of a sudden you know it's you're awful and what's happened, and you, so you, you got to kind of stay really even keel. And I mean, mm. the guys that are able to go out there and do it become very successful. I mean, you're not going to play in that position and not get some type of criticism. So you can't really take it too personal and you, you got to understand. Yeah. And you know, you got to be very humble and very accountable to the situation and say, yeah, I mean, cause you know, you're going to, you're going to blow some games and it's going to be some games that everybody in the world thinks you shouldn't. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that uh, people uh, are going to be tough on you about, but you, you've got to be a, you've got to be strong minded. You've also got to be, uh, you know, very, uh, you know, accountable to your mistakes and you know and the funniest thing is when you are very when you are doing well you you've got to be very humble about it and just go you know hey to the next day so mm. you know if you're if you're able to understand what success is that's great but th- there's a dose of reality coming because these these hitters are good and they're going to get you you're going to face the the best of the best and they're going to get you a blue blast or whatever and you've got to be able to you got to be able to swallow that a little bit Billy, something I wanted to make sure that we asked you about today is the biggest story right now in the sport, and it's the foreign substances that are now going to be officially outlawed. They're going to start policing this stuff over the course of the next week or so. Uh, you, you played this game for 16 years. You've been around it your entire life. What did you make when you heard the announcement from baseball that they were going to start cracking down on the foreign substances so much so that they're actually saying, like, if you're found with sunscreen and rosin, that's also potentially going to be included in the suspensions here. What would you make of that? I think that's awesome. I think it's good that they're going to take pine tar away from the hitters, too, I guess. Right. (laughs) I guess guess, because, you know, we don't want the bat swinging out there and hitting the pitcher. You know, we we don't want them to get a decent grip on the bat so they can hit that ball about 900 miles off your face. I mean, I think it's I think that's really smart of uh, Major League Baseball. I remember I remember uh, I used pine tar. I did. I, I everybody used it. 
And I remember uh, no more Nacho, uh, Garcia Parra one day. We were on a tour in Japan, and he said something to me about uh, – uh, he goes, oh, man, you use pine tar. He goes, I'm going I'm to tell the umpire. I said, yeah, go ahead. Knock it out. I said, I'll, I'll serve my suspension, but I said, I'm going to promise you. The next time it happens, you're going to want me to have that pine tar because I, sometimes I just – I mean, I don't know where it's going. Uh-huh. And so I said, this is called hitter safety. I said, now, you want to sit there and you want to make more of it. Nobody's complaining about that foreign substance when they hit that home run or they're, they're getting hits and stuff like that. But when they're struggling, when these hitters are struggling, now all of a sudden it's bitching moaning about every damn thing that goes on. And you know what? It's, it's crazy. I mean, the, the, the pitchers are awesome. The hitters are awesome. But the, the bitching and moaning has got to stop. Nobody complains about, about anything when, when the hitters are getting home runs. Now we've got to shorten the mound, raise the mound. We've got to lower the seams. We've got to raise the seams. And, we, you know, we got all these things. I mean, you go out there. I mean, you go, you go out there in the ninth inning – with a cue ball. That's what that ball is. And and I know I heard Pedro say, you know, he had his his guys rub the ball up the way he liked it. Well, by the time I get out there in the ninth inning, there ain't nobody rubbing baseballs up for me. And there ain't no texture. And them things are slick. And I'm going to tell you, today's kids are throwing 100 just just warming up. And, I mean, Chapman throwing 105, I want him to have all the grip he can get. <laughs> Amen. And so, if if that's the case, if that's the case, if these if these hitters want to bitch and moan so much about this, then let me tell you something. You better open that inside part of that plate up because I ain't sitting here throwing on the outside part just to save your life because that ball's gonna come back in my face. And I've been there and done that with the ball off my face, so I, I don't I I don't want to hear it from hitters, and I want to hear it from Major League Baseball that they they're protecting and this. Because nobody's saying a word when these balls are leaving the ballpark. We were using pine tar with McGuire and Sosa and Bonds and Griffey, and nobody complained. Those guys didn't complain. Good hitters. That's like the shift. Everybody's complaining about the shift. Be a better hitter. Be a better hitter and hit away from it. Bunt. Try to play to win. Quit trying to hit for your stats. That's what irritates me. Billy, I'm curious with the substance on the pitching, you know, we've heard Tyler Glass now from the Tampa Bay Rays, who just now we found out a UCL tear because, and he's accrediting it to the fact that they took the substance away of midseason. How much from a pitcher's perspective does that go into it of just tearing the substance away from pitchers that are used to it in the middle of a season with no prep? How much does that go into some of the injuries that we could be seeing? Well, I mean, you know, a lot of, lot of, lot of the grip is for, um, uh, hand strength finger strength um you ask any pitcher if they have good hand strength a lot of times you you don't have to grip as hard and so you can create this spin i mean uh these these guys but you know you take some of these things out of it you know on a dry blustery day in um you know san francisco or or something like that in colorado something like that um and and you're not used to it. it it does make a big difference I tell you, I'll, I'll tell you exactly a day. We were I was pitching against the Mets when I was with Philadelphia, and I I went out there naked. I had no pine tar on, nothing. Went out there, blew a save. Dana Dana Demuth was behind the plate. I'm pitching. Cliff Floyd, who's a close friend of mine, comes up to bat. I threw two balls up and up and in on him. Not even intentional. He threw me out of the game because he said I was throwing the ball at him. Now, Cliff even told Dana, no, he's not throwing. I got thrown out of the game, and I had no pine tar, none, nothing. So it does make a difference. I know it makes a difference. And, I mean, you know, you know, some of these, they don't understand that. that grip. 
I mean, I know that the spin is better. You get the better grip. But, I mean, this this thing's been going on forever. I mean, so today we're going to make a difference and, you know, and, and decide we're going to take things away. Let's make sure the hitters don't get batting gloves or pine tar. No thumb guards. Take all that damn protective stuff off the, the body and you stand your ass up there. Billy, quit, quit moaning and groaning. Final question that I've got for you quickly. Um, ha- have you seen the stuff that they're using now? Have you had any experience with this spider tack? Um, there, there was the. I don't know what that is. Okay, no. I, I was curious if you've seen this as well because it it looks like glue. Like it's crazy the way that it works. Well, and it, and it it may be tremendous, but I know that if you put too more, much pine tar on yourself, it becomes hard to control. Hmm. If you don't know how to use it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, if a, if a guy throws, if a guy scuffs a ball, if, if, the, if the umpire misses a ball that's been scuffed, throws it back to you, and you don't know how to use it, that thing goes crazy. But if you get that scuff ball and you know how to use it, then it's deadly. But, I mean, if you don't know how to use it, but to be honest with you, control is a main issue. I, I, anybody that steps in that batter's box wants that hitter that pitcher to have control. They don't want to face Chapman throwing what he throws or anybody, Kimbrell or any of these kids, and to to throw as hard as they throw and have to be worried about that ball could get away because he has no feel. That's interesting. Billy, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. I could talk with you all day. This has been great. Let's yeah. do this again soon if you have some more time in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for having me.